Hello, welcome to today's episode of The Daily. This is Janice with you on this Thursday, mid-July. I hope your week is going well. I don't know if you're enjoying the rainy weather. I'm going to guess you are enjoying it. I am. It's been so nice and cool and sometimes I don't even need the fan on, which is fun, good. It's a good day. God has made today and it's always needful to be reminded that God is the good father who gives us every good gift. So whatever you're going to be doing, whoever you're going to be spending time with, and wherever you're going to go today, I hope your day will be filled with moments you would turn your gaze to our Heavenly Father. And remember by faith, because of what Jesus has done for us, that you can boldly and confidently approach God for whatever you need to just present your requests to Him with thanksgiving, and He will give you just what you need at just the right time and in good measure. That's our Abba Father. With that, let me begin. On his deathbed, John Wesley spoke some powerful final words. In the journal of Wesley's daughter, she wrote, Finding we could not understand what he said, our father paused a little, and then with all the remaining strength, cried out, The best of all is God is with us. And then, As if to assert the faithfulness of our promise-keeping Jehovah and comfort the hearts of his weeping friends, lifting up his dying arm in token of victory and raising his feeble voice with a holy triumph, he again repeated the heart-reviving words, The best of all is, God is with us. We often hear or say the words Emmanuel or God is with us. But just like how some have observed, Familiarity breeds contempt. I think our understanding of God's omnipresence, that God is always present everywhere at the same time, the gravity, the magnitude of this gets diminished. I'm led to recall what I once came across when studying some parts of the book of Genesis. It's about Hagar, Sarah's servant, whom she gave to her husband Abraham to be his wife. Sarah said, the Lord has kept me from having children. Maybe we can build a family through her. Then Hagar got pregnant. Sarah mistreated her out of despise, sadly. So what Hagar did was flee from them. Picture with me Hagar, pregnant, shamed, pushed out by the very ones who put her in that difficult situation. Out there in the wilderness where she was exposed to the elements, had to fend for herself and her baby with nowhere to go. Scripture records that Hagar, while being near a spring in that desert, she experienced an angel of the Lord who found her there and spoke to her. God spoke a prophetic word over her with a divine promise of protection and blessing. Then came Genesis 16 verse 13. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. What's striking about this verse is it tells us that Hagar named the Lord. This name is attributed because of her encounter with God that completely changed the trajectory of her life from that point onwards. It didn't change what had happened to her. It didn't unpregnant her with a child that was due to someone else's self-motivated desire, which she didn't ask for. 
It didn't remove her from having to go back and face the very people who turned their backs on her or did her wrong. But through her obedient response to God, her faith in God's words and God's promise for her, which at that point, mind you, it would have seemed the furthest of possibilities of being believable. Like there's no way that it would come true. But out of her response to God, her adversity was turned into advantage and the bad brick she got given to her in life was turned into blessing. She named the Lord El Hoy, which, yeah, so the R is like a guttural R. Um, I hope I'm not butchering it, but El Hoy in Hebrew, which means you are the God who sees. And this is the part that I said I came across because it impressed on my heart in such a deep way. What a profound way for Hagar to attribute to God by using this name for him to capture in essence what happened at that moment. That the God, the God of Israel, would take notice of her, an Egyptian maiden, a servant girl. God found her in her desolate place. God saw, he saw her. His eyes landed on her and stopped there. So Hagar cries out in acknowledgement, in appreciation. You are the God who sees me. A.W. Tozer writes, The doctrine of God's omnipresence is a great central truth of Scripture. God is present, near me, next to me, and this God sees me and knows me through and through. At this point, faith begins. And while it may go on to include a thousand other wonderful truths, these all refer back to the truth that God is, and God is here. Like Wesley put it, that the best of it all is that God is with us. Question, have you ever reflected on what it means to fully grasp that God is God who sees you? Can you recall at any point in your life a situation when you felt so low and hopeless and alone? If yes, during that time, did you see God who sees you being right there with you? God who sees all sees me. In Psalm 139, 1-6, David paints this picture for our minds. O Lord, you've examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. My favorite, all-time favorite story from the Bible is the story of how Jesus met Zacchaeus. This Zacchaeus was a tax collector, which in his time would mean he was in the category of hated persons among his own people, the Jews. In fact, he was a chief tax collector, so chief hated person. His people didn't want to have anything to do with him. And being a pretty short guy, when crowds formed because Jesus was coming to their town, he decided he would climb up a tree as a vantage point so he could get a better view of Jesus compared to competing with everybody else who were mostly taller than him. So up he climbed, and then Jesus came nearer and nearer with the multitude surrounding him. And all of a sudden, Jesus stopped, looked up the tree, found Zacchaeus perching on that branch, and called him by name. I always find that so remarkable. And Jesus invited himself to his house for dinner. 
What? Jesus made sure he knew that he saw him and that he wanted to be with him. When my husband and I were expecting our firstborn, we had our whole birth plan crafted and typed out. Now, the way the story I'm about to share with you will pan out, you might scoff at the notion of having a birth plan, but I would still say it's a good exercise for you and your spouse and your doctor to do together. So it's not an entirely bad idea. As some of you might know what I mean, you can agree or disagree. Anyway, so yeah, so we detailed what we were okay with and what we were not okay with in this birth plan. And then the day baby came along, guess what happened? About 90% of that plan did not go as planned. Maybe it was a combination of factors like postnatal blues and all that. But the first week we went home with newborn baby, I was down. I was tearing up spontaneously. I found it hard to pray with words. I was just real down. I spent time just sitting in God's presence and after some days I began to be able to express, I mean acknowledge that I felt deep disappointment. And to be honest, that disappointment was largely with God, who I felt did not come through for us. He didn't answer our prayers and all that. I can't remember day number what, but after a few days of you know just processing that disappointment and discouragement, one night as I sat in silence after feeding baby, God flashed in my mind's eye the scene of me with Matt in the delivery room, like a motion picture long hours in there. And as the scene moved along, I simultaneously heard and saw God was right there with me. And then I felt his comforting presence. God was showing me, telling me, I was with you in that delivery room. I was right there. I broke down and just wept. And to this day, gratitude swells in my heart when I go back to that instant. All my disappointment melted to just know that God saw me, that God was there. And from that point, I was again able to look to God with trust and hope. Can you recall a situation when you felt really low and hopeless and alone? Would you lean in today into this truth? God is God who sees you. Hagar called the Lord El Hoy. God of seeing, to use and paraphrase the words by Charles Spurgeon on this, you are looked at by God as much as if throughout space there were not another creature but yourself. Wow. God sees and knows you better than you see and know yourself. The phenomenal thing about God seeing is that he doesn't see inactively or judgingly. He sees you with love and he sees with action. He would see to your needs. He lays hold of you. He has only loving kindness for you. And while he doesn't say, come, all will be bliss and you live happily ever after, he does say, trust me, I've got you. I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. I will help you. I will never leave or forsake you. Hagar grasped that God looked on her and saw her. So then she could look on God with trust in his protection and promise. And that was when she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. May I invite you to spend a moment in silence now. Sit quietly. Breathe slowly with your hands 
open on your lap in a receptive posture. Be aware of the presence of kindness and compassion. And as you continue to breathe slowly, take this moment to be aware that this is God with you. God seeing you through his eyes of love. It's okay to just be still without words. Allow yourself to be seen by the one who sees you with compassion and delight. If you could recall a situation when you felt hopeless and alone, disappointed or discouraged or wounded, and if you can go back to that situation, hold that scene in your mind's eye for a few seconds right now. In that particular situation, when you felt so alone or wounded, where was God? Where was God during that time? Where was God when you felt so down and out? Ask God to show you. Now, ask God to tell you what he wants you to know about that time. What is God saying to you? Listen. Just lean in and listen. If you have a response you'd like to give God, take this moment to respond from your heart. Before we pray together, I'd like to share something by author Juanita Ryan, which I will read slowly, stanza by stanza, as we register each word as a prayerful thought. You see me. I am not invisible to you. I am not overlooked by you. You see me and just like you saw Hagar with love and compassion you see me through eyes of love. You see me deeply 
you see my longings, my fears, my desires, my love, my spirit. You see me and I know more fully that I am. I am because you gave me life. I am because you sustain me with your love. I am because you see me. Let me pray. God, our God, you see all things. How precious to us are your thoughts and how vast, how so many that we cannot even count. Your unfailing love, Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches further than the clouds. You see to our needs with such care. How precious is your unfailing love. And for any of us who might be hurting, even with that brief moment of recalling a difficult or a painful situation, God, I pray for your grace for us to see you, the one who sees us. I pray that as surely as you look out for each of us, that each of us will encounter your seeing us. I pray for healing. I pray for hope to be recovered and a trust in you. I pray that the adversity be turned into advantage and the bad break be turned into blessing in your timing and in your way. Beauty out of ashes. May you see us and see to it that we experience your protection and promise and teach us, Lord, to see others also when they are hurting and abundant. And give us your grace, enable us to reach out to those who feel unseen so that they also know you see them, that you see them where they are. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning into the daily. Have a beautiful, wonderful day and grace and peace to you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.